This is the basis of our our reading this morning. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Chapter 2, please, beginning to read it, verse 8. Verse 8, please. Paul gives us, uh, Paul says to the, the Colossi church, uh, he starts off with this verse, um, he'll take you to read it all we have in time with a warning. And he says, beware. Note that we can take that this morning. And we can carry that throughout the week, but our lives also. Notice, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and feign vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Notice, he's warning that the world and the traditions of the world, the rudiments mean that which is set and formulated really by the world. Those foundational worldly things. Just don't let them draw you away. Rather, you should be going after Christ. And then he says in verse 9, For in him that is in the Lord Jesus Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There's no man ever existed that this was said about. Just the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word Godhead there is actually the word for deity. In him dwelleth all the fullness of deity. The fullness of God. And notice what it says then in verse 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Just coming up to last weekend... Busyness of things, you know, everyone was busy. You know, it's went from being uh, busy to being even when a lot of us were ill a few months ago, including myself and Alison, and then the busyness of the running, trying to keep things going in the church. You know, then the, obviously we'd move house and it was just so busy. I'm up the last weekend, I was needing to breathe, you know. It was like, I need strength here Lord because I was feeling the pinch as we would say on some and as a pastor I realised how many of the sheep were feeling the pinch worn down by things we hear in the world to the church the things that are happening in our society and the, the fear that's being put upon the people day in and day out. And it's easy for the rudiments of the world to draw your attention away from who Christ is. So I went out for a walk on, I can't remember, Monday, Tuesday. And I took my faithful, trusty friend with me. I don't mean my wife, I mean my dog now. (laughs) I took my dog with me and we went for a walk. When I went for a walk, I had my, my coat well zipped up and my, I had a baseball cap on. I'm walking and I took it off that I may pray unto the Lord. So I took it off and I walked up the road with it in my hand. 
If anyone had seen me, they thought I was begging at the side of the road when I was doing this with my cap in my hand. I'm walking up and he says, Lord, all of this. I need you, Lord. I need you. And one line dropped into my heart that changed my entire week. And it's in our reading this morning in verse 10. Verse 10. And ye are complete in him. Just walking up the side of the road, heading to try and tire the dog out on myself, as it were, exercise a bit, talking to the Lord, cap in hand, Maybe it was coming to the Lord, cap in hand, I don't know. But it was, Lord, tired and weary. Help me. It just dropped into me, and ye are complete in him. And sometimes when we doubt, sometimes when we wander, W-O-N-D-E-R, and wander, W-A-N-D-E-R, Sometimes our life is programmed by the things we hear in the world and we fight against it because we want our minds to be captivated by the word of God. Sometimes it can bring us down. Life can do that too. Struggle, it's like you're swimming against the current and you just want to pull into the side of the bank just to catch your breath. And ye are complete in him. You know, whenever the devil tells you you're no good, <clears throat> you know, when the devil wants to bring up all your failures and all your faults, and the devil wants to tell you just how useless you are and how nothing will ever be accomplished. Well, you know the devil's a liar, don't you? Who knows the devil's a liar? He's the father of lies. And since he's a liar, the opposite to that is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the truth. It's why the devil and his cosmos of the things that are happening in the world, that cosmos, that we live in the world, but we should not be off the world. And so he uses these things to try and draw our hearts and minds away from Christ. And so that day I was walking up and you are complete in him. You are. And you know, I don't know how many times I said it and I prayed it. Lord, I'm complete in you. No matter what happens, I'm complete in you. The word actually complete there without getting into it too much is, gives the idea of one being fully satisfied and one being in fullness of right standing. Not only in the fullness of right standing, but before God. So when I think of it, and the devil wants to bring all those things to me and the things that would just irritate us, 
Imagine December and there's a wasp in the tent, eh? I see Paula there. I thought Paula was waving at me. She was doing that. Can you imagine but the things that irritate like that wasp? They irritate you when you lie in bed at night. They irritate you throughout the night. They irritate you when you get up in the morning and it irritates you. The devil lies to you. We start believing the devil's lies. And when we do that, brothers and sisters, what Paul has warned us of here in our reading this morning, we find that we are allowing it to happen when fear, when fear takes over our faith. If I was to tell you how many people, not really so much, or some from here, but in other places that I've spoken to, and it was fear. It's amazing how at Christmas time, if you go to Belfast, for example, the place is packed. And it's strange because I went into a shop went down the other day to grab a couple of things um, just to buy Alice and something I went into a perfume shop and when I walked in and I had no mask on all, the, all those were in the shop with masks on it was like Moses in the Red Sea they all parted <laughs> and I got right up to the counter <laughs> praise the Lord for the masks I got right up to the counter and served right away to get rid of me I said, my thank yous, and off I went. See, that's everyone is in fear. Fear will ensnare you, entrap you. Paul says that we are complete Christian, blood-washed child of God. We are complete in Christ. Not that we are in this moment trying to work to be uh, able to add to our salvation. No way. No way. Because we have accepted Christ as the fullness of God and the person of his son who bled and died for us. And what he's accomplished, he takes our sin and he gives us his righteousness. And ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. And you know, the principality and power is working around the earth this morning. Principalities and powers can be rulers, rulers of, uh, of kings, and it could be queens, and it could be presidents, and prime ministers, and politicians, and the elitists, and, and it works through them. And the scriptures tell us, I'm complete in Christ. And Christ, he's the head of all principalities and powers. Now moving into January next coming, this end of this week coming in. Moving into January 2022. Do you know January as it's New Year's Eve or as it Old Year's Night? 
New Year's Eve. Do you know we can't make that up? Do you know why? It is both because January is from the goddess Janus, or the god, pardon me, Janus. And Janus was the god who had two faces. One looked forward and one looked back. To the old year, to the new year. Did you know that? And going into this new year, we're not worried about Janus. We're not considering anybody else. But we are looking and keeping our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Him and he alone. Notice, when we come to do this this morning, I haven't moved off my title yet of what I want to talk about. So we'll maybe do part two next week. Because I want to take my time. I want to not take too long. I want you to be able to go home and enjoy your day today. And then next week come out ready. Something in your hearts all week. Having faith over fear. Having faith over fear. The Lord Jesus Christ is our all and all, isn't he? Just this last few weeks, I've been burdened somewhat by people who claim to be believers. Um, Even people I've met a few times in conferences and different things. And they are continually putting, sending through social media, denying the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the scriptures tell us if any man denies the Lord Jesus Christ and his deity that he's anti-Christ. And I pray these people will repent of that. But I want to just bring one main introductory point to you before we close. And then in the Lord's will next week. Here is the title for our message this morning and God willing next Lord's Day morning. The Lord Jesus Christ, his birth, his book, his baptism, and his blood. His birth, his book, his baptism, and his blood. Take note here when it says in Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15 of the Lord Jesus Christ, it says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now if he isn't God come down. If he isn't God in flesh. Then you and I are still in our sin. Because only God can reconcile us back to God. It's as simple as that. Only God can reconcile us back to God. For example, when we think of the scriptures here, will you turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. This is the chapter of the rich man and Lazarus. And we know that the rich man uh, first sumptually and Lazarus is the poor man and both die. And we know that 
you know, we have the, the, the vision of this rich man is in hell. Now, look, we can bring the gospel message out of it, but that is not the, that is not the initial thrust of this message, by the way. This message is about the two kingdoms of Israel. And the rich man was the house of Judah in the south of Israel. He fared. In other words, they had the scrolls, they had the Torah, they had the temple, they had the worship, they had everything that they, was at their disposal which God would give them. From the name Judah is where we get the name Jew. It's a derivative name, by the way. And then the poor man was Lazarus. He's the northern kingdom who is carried away and outside of the, the area, the area of the land of Israel into Assyria and Babylon. And when he's carried away, he's sitting at the gate of the house of Judah. In other words, he's sitting at their, their borders. He has nothing, scattered never to return as a nation again. Can I ask you a question? Does a rich man go to heaven because he's, or pardon me, go to hell because he's rich? No. Does a poor man go to heaven because he's poor? No. Rich or poor must be in Christ, isn't that right? So this man in what is known as hell in this scripture it gives the idea that he rejects the Christ of God. And Lazarus, he accepts the Christ of God. And hence, it mentions he's in Abraham's bosom, which isn't heaven either, really. It speaks of the faith of Abraham. The faith of Abraham. That's the main kingdom thrust of this message. Now when we go to the end, I have done studies on those before, but I'll maybe do it more in depth some other time. Let's arrive on down the, the chapter, please. Verse 27. Then said he, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, that is the Lazarus, the poor man who's now in Abraham's bosom. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. The five brethren, this is another indication that this is the house of Judah, from the tribe of Judah, it gets his name. You know why? Because Judah, the patriarch, had five brothers to the same mother. Go tell them to accept this one. Go tell them to accept the Christ. Look at the answer. Verse 29, Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear him. In other words, there's the scrolls, there's the Torah. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Now Jesus is speaking about himself dying and rising again. Would they believe if a man came as God? Would they believe if he fulfilled the law and the prophets? Would they believe if he died in their place on Calvary's tree? And would they believe if he rose again from the dead? 
For the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures speaks about it all. And here he is before them. And notice what it says in verse 31. And he said unto them, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded the one rose from the dead. And the Jews rejected him. And some in Judea accepted him. And today they still reject him. Trust there's none on this boxing day Sunday morning who's rejecting Christ. For we have the law and the prophets and the book of grace. We're told of the blood and we have it. Christ came in the person of God's Son. And he bore our sin away in his own body on the tree. And that he shed his blood and his finished work is what saves us. And he went to the grave and he rose again the third day. And yet men still reject the Christ of God. This book that we have, our Bibles, tells us that we are complete in him. Notice, we are complete in him. When the Father looks at me, I think it was Willie the Predator, when the Father sees us, he sees us through the blood. He sees us completely righteous. I didn't say he sees us perfect. Not one of us are perfect. Not one of us. But he sees us and declares us righteous. And we are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Lord Jesus, we're told of him in John 1 and in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And in verse 14 we're told, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank the Lord for his Son. Thank God for his Son. I'll say that with reverence and love this morning. Thank God for his unspeakable gift. He's better felt than telt. You must know him to understand him. Here we find, for example, at his birth, in Luke chapter 2, if you will. Luke chapter 2, please. I'm just going to lift a verse. We read some of this last Sunday morning. In verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He is curious. He is supreme in control Yet he's off the lineage according to the flesh of the house of David, the tribe of Judah, 
He is a savior. Notice the capital S there for savior. It means he personally, Christ himself and none other, he alone is. It gives the idea of the person of Christ. It says that Christ, he is the savior alone. There's none else can save you. There's none died for me but the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was in my sin, deep died, lost and undone on the broad road to destruction, bound for a lake of fire, he came to me. He stepped in and he died for me and he died for you. And you and I are complete. Oh, but to feel useless at times, join the club. Join the club. It's not how you feel. It's not how I feel. It's all that he has done. It's all about him, brothers and sisters. And notice here, we're told he's off the house of David. He's a savior and he's Christ. Messiah, the anointed one. The curios. Here he is in his deity and his humanity. Here he is. The Holy One come down from glory. The bread of life. You know, sometimes when you're bringing a, a message, you, you, you think to yourself, Lord, how do I apply this to the body when we're speaking to the, the body of Christ, the people? Sometimes for me, just to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. It does me the word of good. It thrills my soul to lift up the person of Christ. In, in Hebrews uh, chapter 2 and in verse 16, we're told in that chapter of the Lord Jesus Christ, for he took not on upon himself the nature of angels. In other words, he wasn't like an angel. But he took on himself after the seed of Abraham. He became one of us, a human being. He became one of Abraham's seed. Imagine that. Imagine that this morning. Imagine the God of creation. Glenn mentioned him round the table, Elohim. The great L comes down. He comes down for someone as insignificant a sinner like I was. What for? To redeem me and to lift me up to become a king and priest with our God. It, it, it just goes beyond our imagination, doesn't it? It's way past our understanding. It's so deep we cannot plumb the depths of it. The person, the person of Christ is unsearchable. Not that we're not allowed to search, but that we'll never come to the end of searching in the person of Christ. And to think that we are complete in him in a world that's gone out of control, in our nations that are gone out of control, in society that's out of control. Man, doing his worst, and some even trying their best. And some are trying their best to do their worst. 
and seeing the whole mix of it, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And some know what they're doing. Brothers and sisters, it can cause us to have a head spin. Let our heads go around and round. Cause us to feel weakened. Cause us to feel maybe we are out of step because the world, and I have to say it, even most of the church, a lot I should say of the church, is more in step with the world at the minute than they are with Christ. Oh, but do you see that group of people in, well, there are other places, but we'll mention ourselves, and up there in Christ Encounters Tabernacle, they're very maverick, they're off the scale, you know, and you hear all of these things, brothers and sisters, no, we are not. All we want to do is to follow Christ and obey the word. If he comes down, or since he's come down to rescue us from our sin and from a burning lake of fiery hell, then surely the least we can do is to take our stand and follow after him and pursue his presence. Pursue him. Let me finish with this. Will you go with me? First Timothy. Chapter 3. Yes, chapter 3. Verse 16. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Listen to what Paul says. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God. G-O-D. Capital G-O-D. Does that say that in your Bible? It should do if you're reading from the, the best translation, the real translation, the King James Bible. If it's not there, then you need to go and get a King James Bible. Great is the mystery of godliness with a small g. Now note, God was manifest in the flesh. Now we read, or we quoted from John chapter 1, didn't we? The Word was made flesh. The Word was God and is God. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. Would you say God was manifest in the flesh? Say it louder, please. God was manifest in the flesh. It's God who was manifest in the flesh. How do men get around us? I can understand someone from Judaism because they just don't believe in the writings of Paul whatsoever. So it's fair enough. We know where they stand. Or Islam. But those who name the name of Christ How do you get around it? God 
was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles or to the nations, that means, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Hallelujah. So now let me ask as we close this. And without controversy, God, pardon me, controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Who was manifest in the flesh? Jesus. Who was justified in the spirit? Jesus. Who was seen of angels? Sure, around Christmas time, they're all talking about hark the herald angels sing. Let alone the angels who minister to him throughout the Gospels. Who was seen of angels even before he came? As he was on the throne, Isaiah saw him on the throne in glory. Jesus was seen of angels. Who was preached on to the nations? Who was preached on to Israel? Jesus. Who was believed on in the world? Jesus. Who was received up into glory? Who? Yes, and you go to the book of Acts, it'll tell you. Why they're standing there, Christ is received up into glory till the cloud covers him in their sight. And as he went into glory, so he's coming again in like manner. He's wonderful, isn't he? Isn't he absolutely beautiful? Honestly, I love prophecy. I, I, I read it on it or listen to it or whatever to work things out on a, a daily basis nearly. I love being able to bring a word to teach things. I love it. But you know what really lights my fire? Speaking about Christ. He is my life. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. He lights me up. And as my friend in in America, Pastor Jennings, would say, if that doesn't set you on fire, then your wood's wet. Your wood's wet. May Christ this week be dear to every heart dear to you and remember when the devil comes even when you're your own worst enemy at times what do you say hold on a minute devil I'll use myself hold on a minute Ken the old flesh for ye are complete in him who else could you be complete in because he alone is God come down the son of God who else could you be complete in and I am complete in you Christ Jesus And you're the head of all principality and power. What does that mean? It means the devil can't touch you unless your father allows him. 
And if your father allows them, then it's for your own benefit to do you good. And they'll say, thus far and no further. And the devil that's roaring in the world, like a roaring lion, rolling about, seeking whom he may devour. Oh, he may be looking to pick some of you off. I am complete in Christ. He is above all principalities. And he's above all powers. Listen, none shall pluck you from his hands. May God bless you this morning. Now turned afternoon.